back to Fourth and Out. My name is Chris Murray. This is Scott Hasty. We are big fans of the NFL and we're also big fans of lists. Thank you, Bleacher Report and What Culture, for warping our tiny, fragile minds. This is episode two. In episode one, we went through the entire AFC quarterbacks and basically decided whether or not they're still going to be there in 2021. We made some interesting analysis, which I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to and watch wherever you found this one. Uh, Scott, I think there was a few interesting opinions on the entire AFC. Yeah, I'm just disappointed that I didn't spend more than five minutes talking about how much I love Josh Allen. <laughs> I've got a funny feeling we might be talking about him more later in this show. Uh, today we're going to go through the NFC quarterbacks. We're going to go through every single one, every single division, including the absolute bomb scare that was the NFC East. <laughs> Try and decide what's going to happen to them in 2021 and stick around for the end of the show when we're going to talk a little about who we are giving our end of season awards to. I'm excited for this, Scott. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I forgot to mention this in the last show, but this is one of the reasons why people should watch and listen to this. Scott, today you are wearing a wonderful gold and purple number, which I think is like some sort of third string shirt of the Baltimore Ravens. And it I was, genuinely, I think it's my favorite Ravens shirt I've ever seen. It was the NFL 100 limited edition uh, shirt. Yeah, it's gold. I'm attracted to gold like a magpie. <laughs> I love gold. Oh, wow. What a reference. Let's spin that and never do that ever again. Um, I am wearing my Ben Roethlisberger Pittsburgh Steelers top. I went on a bit of a ramble about how great he is and how much he's my like, hero in life in episode one. Scott, I might not have told you this before. When I bought this shirt, I knew that of all of my pile of NFL shirts that I have sitting behind me over here, they're all too big because I'm a, I'm a slight guy. I'm tiny. You turn me sideways and I disappear. So I did what I did was I went on and I bought a child's, a youth's XL top. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, this fits perfectly. But here's the only issue on the back, because it's designed for children. The name is really small. I'm going to take off my headphones and show you. OK, I'm excited for this. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like if you're if you're on like um, Microsoft Word and you've got like eight or nine font. That's what it looks like. <laughs> And the, the, the seven as well is really small. It's just it's just weird looking. But am I ever going to take off? Am I? Hell. Right, Scott. Um, okay, we're in the NFC now. I think that the East is maybe the best conversation. So let's save that for last. You've also got a division where there's quite a few quarterbacks who played all 16 games in the North. We've got the South and the West who had their fair share of quarterbacks playing there as well. So where would you like to start? Let's start in the North. Excellent. Uh, so we finished on the AFC North last time, and let's kick off in the NFC North this time. Bears, Lions, Packers, and Vikings. Packers winning the division. We'll get to them last. So we'll start with... God, who did finish last year? It must have been the Detroit Lions. They have a vacant head coach, but they also have a quarterback who started all 16 games. There was a few more of them in the NFC than there was the AFC what happens, and this is the best place to start, come to think of it, what happens with Matthew Stafford in 2021? Matthew Stafford is the best OK quarterback <laughs> in NFL history. Um, like, if you were to turn around and tell me, oh, by the way, um, Stafford dunked, like, insert team for 500 yards tonight, I'd be like, yeah, 
it I makes sense. Fully believe you. Um, like he's in, he, he is good. He's one of the best like arms I think I've seen since I've been watching the NFL, and I've been watching for almost ten years now. Um, I just I think the idea of moving on from Matthew Stafford is borderline disrespectful. I just think they need a good coach. Um, so if it was me, if I was GM, I'd be bringing in a good coach and I'd be trying to build around Matthew Stafford. Honestly, I know, I know obviously he's kicking on a little bit, but he's still got a good, good number of years left in him. Um, yeah, I'd be trying to build around Matthew Stafford. I think he's still got it, but that's not <laughs> necessarily what we're arguing here. We're arguing what we think teams will do. And the Lions have never struck me as a great franchise. So, um, yeah, they could they could move on. Um, now, if Matthew Stafford is on free agency, he gets a starting gig. He has to. He, he definitely gets a starting gig. And there's enough teams that need a starting quarterback. Um, so we'll see. I'm sort of 50-50 on it, but uh, I believe they should keep him. I, I like this because we started with a little bit of disagreement. I think that I think no, sorry, wrong ch- word choice. He will stay, but I think he should be gone. And here's why. Like I personally, I'm just done with the Matthew Stafford experiment. Like they've got such a difficult division. There's no bones about it. Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears have all won the division recently. And they've tried with this for so many years and nothing seems to be working. Let's just go back through it, right? He was drafted in 2009 and he's got three postseason games since then where he's managed to earn a wildcard spot. All three, one and done. He's thrown 1,000 yards less than his career high, which was in 2011. He's almost hitting 100 passer rating on the season, but it's just not good enough for me. Like Lions should be in win-now mode with him and they just aren't. So me personally, I think he needs to do a rivers. He needs to get out. He needs to go be amazing elsewhere where he's not going to get screwed by the team. Lions will be one of the teams who drafts a quarterback in the first round, in my opinion. And um, I don't think that Stafford should start for the Lions in 2021, but he will. <laughs> but you're you're coming at it from a hem point. Not a lion's point, right? Like, like, like you you don't want him to start because you want him to actually succeed. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, like the lion should keep him if they if, if 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 it's up to them, he should stay, right? Yeah, and let me go back to something I said to you a couple of nights ago, and I feel like we might need a whole show for this conversation. But there's some chatter, and it's it, you know it's just whispers at the moment that one of my favorite NFL coaches could be coming back to the NFL to take the helm of the Detroit Lions, um, the brother of your quarterback. Yours is John, and I'm talking about Jim Harbaugh coming to the Detroit Lions to coach Matthew Stafford. Do you think that that could happen? Do you think that would revitalize this team and his career? What do you think? I'd love to see it. Um, It's definitely... The Lions need a good coach. It is what they need. It's really weird because like they've got they've got some really nice pieces on offense. Their defense is a complete dumpster fire. <laughs> so maybe they should be looking at bringing somebody in that's a defensively minded coach. I don't know. Um, I do think Jim's going to stay in college football. I know Aww. Michigan are thinking about offering him a really ironclad big show kind of contract. Um, so I think he might be staying there. I feel like we can't progress past you saying Michigan without talking about that heads up video. 
That's no Michigan, you fatty. Uh, anyway, the, the third team in that division, it feels weird saying it because I think they had some real highlights this season. The Minnesota Vikings with the ageless wonder that is Mike Zimmer. They started Kirk Cousins for all 16 games this season. Will they do the same next year? Oh, man. The Vikings are so weird, Chris. They're the weirdest team in the I NFL know. because they're so good. Like, if you watch the Vikings without knowing anything about standings in the NFL, you come out of any game they play, and I mean any game they play, thinking, aye, they were all right. Like, they're fine. They should be like... They're like Everton. They're like the <laughs> Everton of the NFL. You know, like like you, you expect them to finish just outside of the the European spots um seven and nine just isn't isn't fair it really isn't an accurate reflection of what i've seen this season from the vikings i think kirk cousins is just so i mean it's difficult to call him underrated because of the amount of money he's getting paid um it's probably the amount the, the, the amount of money he's getting paid is maybe reflective of how good he is um but i think people the, the way that people talk about him is underrated the pieces around them are underrated. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, like nice addition there. Uh, um, we, I feel we can't pass that without saying that he had the best rookie season in terms of yardage of any rookie in history. Taking that record from uh, your boy from the Ravens, whose name I've forgotten. Um, Tommy Smith? No. Yes. Uh, do you know what? For the benefit of this show, yes, he took the record from Tony Smith. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, you Google that because I do want the answer. You Google that, and I'm I'm going to talk about the Vikings because yeah, they've they've just like oh, it's so weird. So so Kirk Cousins had a great season. Um, Dalvin Cook had, was again sort of top three running backs in the league. The wide receivers are good. Again, I think it's the same with the Lions, where the the defense is a bit of a dumpster fire. Um, and I don't know if maybe who we should be talking about fourth and out in here is actually Mike Zimmer. Because maybe Ooh. where they could look at improving is 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 the coaching. I I don't think there's a. I wouldn't touch their whole offense. I wouldn't touch it. Whoever the 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 OC is, keep him as well. Fuck it, promote him, make <laughs> him the head coach. Like what whatever they're doing on on that side of the ball in Minnesota is great. Keep it up. Um, but if I was Kirk Cousins and I was any player on that offensive side for Minnesota. I would honestly be disappointed with with my defense. I would. They've they've lost us some games this year. I think the player in question was Arizona's Anquan Bolden, who uh, Bolden. had yeah. the okay. rookie record of thirteen. Sorry, one thousand three hundred and seventy-seven yards. He finished the season on one thousand four hundred and seventy-three, setting a new record for rookie receptions, uh, rookie receiving yards. Um. Yeah, Kirk Cousins isn't going anywhere. Um, the thing is with him, he is really good, but he's maybe just not quite great. And I think he shows up more often than he doesn't. He has the ability in this division to beat Green Bay. And he has done. Remember all those seasons? I think it's been the last two seasons. He's definitely taken games off them. Plus, I, I loved going on over the cap and just looking at some of these numbers. He signed a two-year $66 million extension just in March. Gone. I feel like I completely forgot that happened. 61 million dollars guaranteed if they were to cut him before the first of june they would lose 41 million dollars in cap space which they're just not stupid enough to do let's get him a wide receiver in the draft and build on a few other areas this team are good they're one of these teams that i feel like i bet on every single week and then when they lose i'm surprised 
Um, seven and nine is not an accurate representation of them at all. It's the um, defense, man. Could you imagine the um, Minnesota Vikings being coached by one of these, you know, brilliant young coaches like um, Shanahan or um, Kling's Kling? What's his name? I was about to say the <laughs> I was about to say the Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist, <laughs> uh, Cliff Kingsbury, is who I meant to say, not Josh Klinghoffer. Um, anyway, so that's our thoughts on the Vikings. Two other teams in the NFC North. Uh, let's go first to the most confusing team. In the the entire NFC, uh, coached by Matt Nagy, the Chicago Bears had Mitch Trubisky start, I want to say, seven games. Nick Foles, maybe the other nine or vice versa. Um, This was the last one I wrote up last night. I was so confused. Um, But please answer my question for me. Who's going to start next year? You know what? I'm going to say one other thing first. Apart, Apart from the NFC East, which we'll get to, right? On on episode one, when we covered the AFC, every conference had like two good teams, but the NFC North is just so the gulf in difference between first and second seed is like the Bears are so shit as well. Like every <laughs> the, the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings are just god, god, it's uh, it's hopeless. Um, the Bears are also really interesting. I get, I get why you think they're confusing. I'm going to say this: Matt Nagy is brilliant. The like the he has somehow gotten eight wins out of that team is so impressive. Um, and he's got he's got you know what right? I found out two days ago that the Bears were in the playoffs. I watched Week Seventeen, and <laughs> like I turned it off, thinking right, cool, Saints are playing the Cardinals then, um, and <laughs> literally just found out two days ago that somehow the Bears are in. So cool. Um, but yeah, like he he consistently gets them into the playoffs. Um, now I'll say this I think Nick Foles has been a complete waste of money the difference between Nick Foles and um, Mitch Trubisky for me is just it's non-existent I'm not a fan of the biscuit um, I think he's he's pish but he's funny Like it's funny to watch he's charming I kind of like watching him um, I hope he has a you know he gets, he gets paid for the next 10 years um, I don't think he should be getting paid as a starter though um, I don't believe the Bears have the quarterback at their club that matches the ambition there. Um, so for me, I would, if the option was there, I would I would move on from uh, at least one of the two of them, for me, falls, and I'd be looking to bring in somebody that's actually going to make them good because clearly something's going right in Chicago. I don't know what it is. I can't work out what it is, um, but it's definitely not the quarterback room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. Yeah, Chicago Bears, man. What is what, it's so confusing? Like Mitch Trubisky is a free agent in 2021. That's the first thing I want to say. Let's keep that in the back of our heads. But he was also set- starting quarterback next year, baby. Oh man, that would be amazing. Um, oh man, bring him to the good side. Uh, he threw 16 touchdowns against eight interceptions this year. Under Matt Nagy, he is 25 and 13 in terms of games won and lost. Wow. Like extrapolates. Is extrapolate his stats for just the games he started this season, and it pretty much matches Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield. Wow, which I think is just so interesting. Nick Foles, like, oh my god, he has to be reduced to backup level at this point. He's not starred in any starting role since the playoff run after the Super Bowl run. Since that day, it's just been like, what's going on here? Um, I feel like the double doink was the end, or was it the double doink? Was that? 
oh, the, the Bears. Yeah. That was that was the day that things just turned. After that, um, Nick Foles was no longer good, and it makes me feel sad because we watched that Super Bowl together and how great he was. I I have no idea. I think Mitch stays, Foles goes, but I don't think that's the end of. I don't think Nick. Sorry, I don't think Trubisky starts 16 games next year, but I don't have the answers to who as to who does. But surely financially, it would be the opposite that Mitch goes and Foles stays. Yeah, regardless absolutely. of like you don't know, like I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with you. That's what I would do. I'd keep Mitch and Ben Foles, but financially, surely they'll they'll move on from Mitch and they'll keep Foles. Yeah, Matt, if you're listening, can you just drop us a quick DM and tell us what's going on? Um, we won't <laughs> tell anyone, just the listeners to this show. We're big fans. Yeah, we're, it's only episode two, so we don't have that many yet. Um, there's one team left in the AFC North. They're the number one seed in the NFC, led by Matt LaFleur for the second season. Um, Green Bay yep. Packers, coached by Aaron Rodgers. He's not going anywhere next season. So, Scott, you just have a couple of minutes to gush on him if you wish. Oh, yes, right. I don't even want to gush on him. I want to gush on the amount of prats out there that when they drafted Justin, is it Justin Love? Is that his first name? Just Jordan Love, Jordan Love. Well, they, they drafted Jordan Love and everyone was like, oh, by week five, Aaron Rodgers is out of a job. And I'm like, relax. Hey. Remember that? Remember that? Remember that, bad boy? Relax. Relax. Love's not getting a game for the next three or four years. Kid might never play for the Packers. Like, it was a dumb draft. It was a dumb, dumb pick. Like, you know, terrible. But Jesus Christ, has everybody that actually plays for the Packers, like every, every single player involved in this franchise, has Matt LaFleur and all the coaches, have they turned this around? Like, it, nobody was predicting the Packers were going to have this season. Everyone was like, well, it's a dumpster fire because they've they've drafted this love kid. They're going to have a transitional year. How about transitioning towards a championship? That's, Yeah. It's incredible. Um, Rogers has been great. I think even before they drafted Love, like Rogers has been great. Like like the past couple of years, he's been totally worthy. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers should be around in this league in five years' time. The Green Bay Packers and the emergence of Aaron Rodgers came at the worst possible time as they beat Steelers in a Super Bowl where Steelers never led, and that is probably the low light of my entire NFL career. But it can be denied that Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time and easily the greatest NFL quarterback of this season. Let's go through the numbers. 47 touchdowns to seven takeaways. That's the best NFL ratio this season. He had a career-high completion percentage. He also led the league. He had a career-high in touchdowns scored. He also led the league. Ten Scott, this blew my mind when I read it last night. Ten percent of his passes were touchdowns. That's, Think about that's that. Ridiculous. He threw that's about five. Ridiculous. He threw about five hundred yards. No, no, that's not right. Um, uh, he threw about five hundred. Yeah, passes. five five thousand to fifty. Right. So I've got there in the end. Um, good God, this season has been amazing to watch for the Packers. Every time they're in, uh, um. A feature game like Thursday, Sunday, Monday is so much fun to watch them just be great. Um, the only I think I remember going into the Tennessee game in the snow thinking, what if they get beat here? That that would be such a, a slight on the success of Aaron Rodgers this year. And then they didn't. They absolutely destroyed them. And it was a really competent team they destroyed. 
I could see, I don't want to jinx it, I could see them going very far into the postseason and rightfully they should. They're rightfully not playing this weekend. Uh, long may this continue. The only, uh, the only thing that's kind of interesting is that Aaron Rodgers is a little bit older than people think he is. He's only He came out in the draft a year after Big Ben did. But see, because he sat behind Brett Favre for three years, nobody like really remembers that and also he's so youthfully beautiful so um yeah long may the rogers era continue the one Um, thing i'll say i'll say before we move on is just a little warning though to packers fans which is that the three games that the packers lost this year they really shouldn't have like i was speaking to a friend about this who was telling me that the ravens had had a bad year and i went on to explain why the five games we lost i felt that at least four of them we 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 wouldn't have won. Like you you know you you play the Chiefs. You don't expect to win that game, but the the games that that the Packers lost were against the Buccaneers, where they got trounced. Mind that they got yeah. absolutely blutered, right? So they got torn apart by the Bucks, thirty-eight ten. They got beaten by the Vikings, and then um, I think it was um, the Colts as well. So they got beaten by the Vikings. They got beaten by the Colts they shouldn't have lost any of those games. Mm-hmm. And that to me is very much uh, Arnie saying, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> and I do think, I do think they are not untouchable um, in the same way that the chiefs look slightly untouchable, you know? Um, yeah. I, I just think, I think the Packers have been the best team in the NFL this year for sure. Um, but I don't think they're untouchable. I just want to throw this out there, and it's all hypothetical. Um, the Buccaneers go in the NFL playoffs as the number five best, um, number five and best wild card. The Green Bay Packers are going into the playoffs as the number one best seed, right? So, if you assume, for the benefit of this show, that the most expected outcome happens, which is all the division winners winning, except from the terrible dumpster <laughs> fire that yep. is the NFC East. That would put the Buccaneers going to the Packers in the divisional round. Which game of the year? My, I'm my mouth is literally watering at the prospect yeah, of that. We yeah. got it during the season, and we actually um, we did a little score predictor for that game. It was great to watch. God, that would be amazing to watch again. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves because I might jinx something, and and that's what I'm very worried about. Okay, let, let's go to a division of relative um, consistency, which mm. would be the NFC West. Three of these four teams started quarterbacks for pretty much the entire season, um, and we'll start with who finished bottom of this division. It must have been San uh, Fran. It was yeah, 49ers. Yeah. Can I ask a question? I feel like you'll know this. Is it is it statistically possible for all four teams in a division to get into the playoffs? Is that impossible? Or, of or is... course, I have read this article, and it is statistically possible. Because if Here's it is, the... I feel like this division, if all four teams are battering on all cylinders, has the best chance of doing that. Here's what needs to happen. And I read an article on this. And um, Okay, so I read it with regards to the AFC North, because I think our division also has a good shout of this. Um in future years. I think what needs to happen is you need to really split all your divisional games and basically win everything else. Everything you also else, need yeah. to get you need to get like you would need to next year get the the NFC East to really be in with a shout. Um I think pretty much all your teams have to finish like 12 no, yeah, 12 and 4. So you're looking at winning 
three of your three uh, sorry three of your six divisional games split them evenly amongst the division to keep the the entire division's record up and just win everything else it's not impossible okay so we'll we'll see we'll see i mean lots of things are happening that have never happened before we're about to hit super wild card weekend which i feel like is a name that i should have thought up ages ago i'm so glad that scott hansen got there before me but anyway so to the afc west the last place team are the team that didn't have quarterback consistency it's all my almost like those are connected somehow it's uh, last Francisco- year's super bowl finalists Yes, and here, this division's full of them as well. The San Francisco 49ers, I think, if I've got my numbers correctly, had Nick Mullins start for eight games, Jimmy Garoppolo start for six games, and CJ Beathard start two <laughs> games. Um, unpack this. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, I'm just going to get this out of the way then. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a good quarterback. Oh. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I know he sat behind... The cho- he, like, he was the chosen one. Anakin, you were supposed to be the chosen one. You are <laughs> supposed to win the Super Bowl, not flunk it. Um, so, yeah. He, um... Oh, man. You know what, right? There's so many rumors and gossip flying about around the 49ers looking at a new quarterback. And I... I think there's evidence. I really do. We we spoke about this when 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 Jimmy G came off the field. He didn't look injured. It just looked like they were giving up on the season and saying, "Right, just take him off." He's he's not a hundred percent, but I think there's a lot of teams that would play quarterbacks that aren't a hundred percent because they're actually trying to win and they believe in their quarterback. I don't think Shanahan and I don't think the Forty ers believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and if I were part of that team, I wouldn't either. Um. I think it's time. If there's any quarterback that we're going to talk about over over the whole of the NFL where it's time to move on, I think it's Jimmy G. Um, I just don't think he's a, his ability matches the ambitions of the 49ers because the 49ers are a team that have put a lot of pain into draft picks and really gave the push last year. Um, and I think they they'll they'll feel really disappointed about this year. They had to give up a lot of their defensive players because of cap space. Um, like the you know the, a lot of their studs kind of came to the end of their of their rookie deals. They've got nothing really on offense apart from Kittle that are like good players. Apart from the best fullback of all time, Juice Check. Um, Juice Check, the one and only cash um, checks. <laughs> Um, I think he's scored like two or three touchdowns this year, by the way. Legend. Yeah, never um, stop. No. Um, but yeah, I think I think they need to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's like exactly the kind of team that a disgruntled Deshaun Watson should be sitting at home thinking, oh, I could do something with that. I could really do something with that. I don't know. I If it's me, I move on from Jimmy G. Last thing I'll say, I want to give a special shout out to Nick Mullins, who is just capable he is he's all right isn't he like he's actually not that bad yeah there's been times this season when i've bet on nick mullins and i'm just like what am i doing here and then he wins and i'm like oh yeah okay cool um okay this is the most interesting conversation i think of the whole show right jimmy garoppolo's on the hook for a lot of money in 2021 however it will cost them three million dollars to cut him do it three and like that's regardless of his huge con- huge contract. It's almost like this was written in a few years ago when they first got him. But 
I do feel like in this Corona year, he shouldn't be judged on this. You're right. Like I remember messaging you when I started watching a 49ers game and just being like, why is Nick Mullins in? You were like, oh, uh, Jimmy's gone, done for the season. I was like, what happened? You were like, don't know, like he stubbed his toe or something. Um, <laughs> and he was, and that was it. He was just done. And it was like, he went out on an absolute whimper. But like, there's other stuff here. Like this team was ravaged in 2020, like more than any other. I would keep him. Um, and um, like Bethard, who is in a contract year, he's not signed for 2021, 20, Ben him, Mullins, maybe Ben him as well, no. like as much as you love him. Right. Let's just put it, I'm going to put it down to this. Keep him. If he gets injured again, he's done. I'm giving him one more chance just because this year was so mental. I know that you're not doing that. And I'm, I agree with you for not doing that, but because I'm an absolute naive little bastard and I loved him like as a Patriots preseason quarterback. Um, the Patriots the, fan and you can't do it. Exactly. Punt him at the end of next season. If he does not show up, and I mean show up, I'm, I think next year, San Fran, Jimmy, division winners, nothing else will do. Like this is one of the most competitive divisions in the NFL. Like you'll know this as a Man United fan. Like players can't be good; they have to be great because the the, the standard is so high, and the rest of the team around him wants more than yeah. what he's been given. And you mentioned that a bit earlier on. It's like what Jimmy did this year wasn't good enough for the standard of the 49ers. So it needs to be better. So like he doesn't just walk back into a brilliant 16 game starting role next year. He has to really earn it. Start of the season, he has to be amazing. Um, if not, then the, this conversation is sadly over. But the other three conversations we have in this division should be slightly easier because all of those other three quarterbacks started pretty much every game. We'll start with the team who finished third, which feels weird even saying it because they were uh, like a, two minutes away from winning um, and going to the postseason. I cannot believe they're they're away on their holidays. It's, <laughs> it's nuts. They're in Dubai. Um, we're talking about Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, my big cousin, started all 16 games for them this season. But is he going to be back next year? Yeah, yeah, he will. Um, I feel like he'll be really disappointed, actually. He's had a bad year. Um, Kyler, Kyler's not had a good year. Um, I think he's just... He, he lacks a bit of ruthlessness for me. I just don't feel like um, they're... There's just been a lot of times where he's been in a position to win games and he's he's lost games. Like he's 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 better at losing than he is at winning right now, which is a bad thing for a second year quarterback to be. Um and I know he's a little bit younger. He's 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 like he's like Lamar, he's 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 younger than a lot of the, the kind of rookie quarterbacks that are even going to come in this year. So he's got time. Um and I do think that he's exceptional. He's clearly like a generational talent at being quarterback. Um so you know he'll he'll have a successful career in the NFL, but I think I think he has to hold his hand up this year and say, you know what, it's probably my fault that we didn't get to the the playoffs. Um, I think uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist guy <laughs> uh, coach. Um, I, I love is that decent. this is a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he, he, like that's fine. He should keep his job because he like, I, I don't think he's done anything wrong. Hopkins has come in and had like a really good year, which is great. And like, even Kyler's kind of like throwing stats, like 26 uh, touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Um, that's, 
that's good. Like three three thousand nine hundred seventy one yards is good, but ninety four point three passer rating is maybe less than I'd expect from someone that's thrown to DeAndre Hopkins every week. And like you've got plenty of other targets there: Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. Like you've got good running backs, you've got good tight ends. Like the whole team is good. I just feel like the team have really kind of slipped and underperformed, and they should feel a bit disappointed with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with all of that. I think that Kyler Murray in 2021 will start all 16 games again but this year is his prove it year and this is almost contradictory to what i said about the 49ers but he has to win this division next year which again (laughs) just doesn't feel like it's going to happen and he's improved everywhere scott completions completion percentage throwing yards touchdowns passer rating rush yards rushing touchdowns last year he led the league in sacks at 48 now he's almost at half that number with 27 But the wins just aren't there, as you said. And he also suffers from the fact that this is the most difficult division in the NFL. So I sometimes think his stats are overshadowed by the fact that he plays alongside Goff, Garoppolo, sometimes, and Wilson. Um, All of those three have been to or won a Super Bowl very recently. And it's just so, so tough. But Kyler Murray, uh, DeAndre Hopkins both have to step up next year. They, They have to prove themselves they have to prove that they are big boys and Kyler Murray please never talk about baseball ever again I know that you are a first round draft pick in baseball but every time he talks about it Scott it just pisses me off I'm like <laughs> I don't care that you're a two-sport athlete it's, it's like it's like me and you going to the wrestling right and then while you're down at the wrestling just being like do you know what I really like this other company that we're not watching right now it's just like yeah good but shut up about it like I don't want to hear about that like be be like in the limelight don't take any of the limelight off yourself and so much of it in the nfl is about limelight and look at what happened to Dwayne haskins if you need any examples of that yeah. <laughs> scott, scott is rolling his eyes um okay two more teams in this division Um, the second place team this year were the los angeles rams led by one of the best young coaches in the nfl sean mcveigh you had jared goff start 15 games but who started week 17 scott uh st- the IRS. <laughs> Basically, um, I, he was a private equity analyst until like two weeks before the game. John Wolford. Love it. Um, so, okay, let's make this slightly interesting. Uh, and hopefully we'll get this out before the answer is answered. Just before you tell me who will start the 2021 season, tell me who will start the Rams playoff game. Um, From what I'm hearing, Goff's fine. Okay. I, I doubt it matters, but yeah, Goff. I think I think it'll be Goff. Um, and then my answer to the other question is also Jared Goff, but not in the same way it would be for like Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't like Jared Goff. I actually think he's shit. Like I just don't <laughs> think he's that good. Like ever since he's been in the league, he's had one of the best offenses you could give a player. He, I think Sean McVay deserves a knighthood in every country that will give him one. Um, like, clearly, every, there's so much right about the LA Rams. Like, uh, there's so many nice pieces. God, if you're a quarterback, what other team in the NFL would you want to go play for? Like, they're going to give you the keys to the kingdom. And I just think he's 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 like he's like a drunk Glaswegian. Like, he's got the keys, but he's just not able to find the keyhole. Just dropping them and then like looking about. Oh, fuck. the ground's icy as well, Scott. Don't right. forget that. Yeah, he's that's Jared Goff. He just can't get in the like he he needs a piss, but he can't get in the door, so he just pisses on the door. Like that's I just feel like that's Jared Goff. Like he's just so 
Oh, he angers me so much, Chris. You've got no idea. I don't like him. <laughs> oh, right. But you are saying that he will be there. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think and I think I think they will keep him and I think the Rams will keep him. Um here's why. Goff's contract more than anything means he's not going anywhere soon. At uh, the start of last season, he signed this huge extension, which had so many guarantees, meaning he is on the tune for $65 million in dead money if they cut him before June. But as you said, is he the Rams' answer? We've seen flashes of it, but I'm not sure this is the Super Bowl team. Like his first season in the league, I think they, they finished like six and ten, seven and nine, something like that. Um, he exploded the following season, took the team to the Super Bowl. But like, well, everyone was like, the Rams are amazing. I was like, well, Jared Goff isn't amazing, and we saw that in the Super Bowl when they get absolutely done off the Patriots, and uh, I think they finished with three points or whatever that was. Obviously, John Wolford isn't the answer, but Jared Goff needs to step up in 2021 and i'll say it for the third consecutive time he will not be able to settle for second place next year i I just don't think it's possible so we'll have to see what happens sean if you're listening as well as matt uh maybe next to each other um no two meter distance of course um please tell us what's going to happen um we got one more team in this division Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, 16 games, not going anywhere in 2021. So, Scott, again, feel free to gush about him. Yeah, so Russ has been tremendous. Um, So I I just think, like, I still find it mental that Russell Wilson's never had an MVP vote in his life. Um, It's crazy. Um, He is... mm, So you've got Patrick Mahomes, right? Paddy. Big Paddy's at the very top. And then I do think Russell Wilson is probably the second best quarterback in the NFL. I do. Um, I think he's. I think he's that good. Um, they've they've had a good season. I think the it's the same with the Packers. The four games they lost, some of those, at least some of those, they they probably shouldn't have lost. Um, so they're not they're not untouchable. I think they sometimes make pretty daft decisions. Um, and I've noticed that they they take ages warming up into games. Like they can have really bad Q ones and Q twos. And if you get a if you get a team that marches into them, like if they somehow make it to the Super Bowl, and it's the Chiefs, the Chiefs will walk all over them by halftime. So yep. they they have their their faults, and I feel like it's nothing to do with Russ. Russ must be a very quietly frustrated man sometimes, um, because he's doing everything he can. Um, I love how easily DK Metcalf and and Russ have now connected. It's a solid partnership you've got other great pieces around there like tyler lockett as well um so yeah i think i think you just need to head into next year um i see for me right because i've been watching the nfl for almost 10 years now the seahawks have never been bad russ has basically always been about um i think they are in my experience in my opinion an expected top team they are always a top five team in the NFL, the same way that the Patriots have been until this year. Um, so I think next year, yeah, they're going to come back in. They're going to do what they do. Um, and I think you just need to give them a little couple of extra bits and pieces here and there. You need to make sure that that defense plays well because it's had a very uh, 50, it's had a, it's had a proper Jekyll and Hyde season with the, I can't even mind who the monster is out of Jekyll and Hyde, but <laughs> that that was the first half of the season, and then they got they got pretty good the second half of the season. Um, I still think the Seahawks are potential contenders for the Super Bowl, um, 
but it's going to take a lot to get past the Packers and another team which I'm excited to talk about. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Seahawks have had a good year. Russ has had a good year, and uh, yeah, more of the same next year. Yeah, Russ had a phenomenal season. He broke franchise that broke their franchise record for passing touchdowns in a season. He was twelve and four, career high in completion percentage, career high in completions themselves, career high in touchdowns. He was seven yards off his own career high in yardage, and he had a career low in interceptions. A phenomenal season. I agree with absolutely everything that you've said. I feel like there was that brief little moment in the middle of the season where. Everyone was like, oh, the Seahawks defense is really bad. And then like two weeks later, they were like, oh, by the way, guys, we're not bad anymore. And that was it. Like, and they went back to being an amazing team. Uh, one of the first games I ever watched with you was the Seattle Green Bay um, divisional round game in January 2014. And just how great that was in the Seattle comeback at the end of the game. I feel like Seattle can't win another Super Bowl without getting over Green Bay. And that is more likely this season to happen than ever with Green Bay at the number one seed. Um, again, that's another absolute delightful playoff game. Should we earn it this year? We'll have to wait and see. Um, that's interesting. Like, there's fewer teams. Um, there's more teams in the NFC that could get to the Super Bowl, but I think the AFC will win the Super Bowl. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, 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 100%. Okay, we've got the South and the East left. I we'll would like to do the East first. Okay, um, we'll we'll do the East, which is the most chaotic division in the NFC. The Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Redskins started a combined total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven quarterbacks, which is the most since 1992 or some crazy stat like that. Um, good God, I cannot tell you who finished last in this division. Can you, Scott? The Eagles. Eagles. It was close. Let's start with them, which is funny because they have the quarterback with the most consistent starts. Um, the Eagles, alongside Doug Peterson, had uh, Carson Wentz for, I think, 12 games and Jalen Hurts started the other four, plus whatever that was in the final game of the season. Um, do you have any idea what's going to happen in 2021? I argue with people about the Eagles all the time. Um, I'm a Carson Wentz fan. I think Carson Wentz, ability-wise, is tremendous. Um, I think that he's still quite young. Like, I could see Carson Wentz winning a couple of Super Bowls. And, like, yeah, I just think he's really good, actually. But the problem is, is that he hasn't been good this year. And I'll admit that. Um, and, obviously, he had the injury, which kept him out of the... It's really weird. Like, it's just, like... He's shown so many flashes of brilliance, but it's almost like his career was never destined to be good with the Eagles. Like at, at the prime of the Eagles being good, he got injured and then they won the Super Bowl without him. Um, and then the following year when he came back with that Super Bowl winning team, they just they just couldn't live up to it. And they've not been able to kind of live up to it ever since. Um, I feel like, he needs to leave in order to have a chance at succeeding. Um, so personally, I want him to go and I want him to sign with someone like the Patriots because I think Bill Belichick could really make a championship team out of a Carson Wentz quarterbacking situation. Um, you know, he, he would be good at the 49ers if they were looking at bringing somebody in as well. There's so many teams I think he could be a good fit at. I think he's a very flexible uh, fit. Um, I, just, I just really, really like him. Unfortunately, 
72% passer rating this year is is not good enough. Um and yeah, I think the they will move on. They've got they've got uh Hearts now. I don't think Hearts is great. I think he was just okay when he came in. But to be honest, I think the the fans there are so desperate for positive uh you know positive play that they'll take that next year. Um so yeah, I think Hearts will quarterback the um the Eagles next year and I think Carson Wentz is going to be the big name on the free agency market this year. It's interesting. I, I've wrote here that this is the toughest one of all. So whoever it was that I said before was the toughest one, then it's definitely this one. Um, the first question is, does Carson Wentz have suitors? Like there's chat about him maybe being traded. And I thought, oh, well, let's see what the comparison is between him being traded and him being cut. So if he gets cut, I was like, right, if it's anything less than 20 million, I think they could probably cut him for that price. Like they would take the cap hit of 20 million to Carson Wentz in order to get away from him. Scott, he is on the tune for $59 million cap hit should they Mm. cut him this year. So it comes down to two things. They're either trading him or he's staying. And if he stays, he backs up Jalen Hurts this year. Even cutting him in 2022 is a $25 million cap hit. So like that's not really happening either. No one saw this level of regression from him. And is it even a regression or is it just like suffering post-injury? There's an interesting chat here. I don't know if you've you've heard it, but there's chat of him potentially going to the Colts if Rivers retires. But Rivers needs to retire first. They're not getting both of them. Um, Eagles need answers to Carson Wentz's regression, and I'm not sure I'm the one that has them. One of the really interesting things was that, and this rarely comes out publicly, but everywhere was reporting it heading into week 15 or 16 Carson Wentz literally like his his agency and his people said if he's if he sits behind Hurts rest of the season he's going to ask for a trade so he's publicly said he wants out yeah I could I could see it I could see it I just don't I don't think it'll be by cutting I think I think it was uh, Mark Sanchez that got cut for a pretty big tune, maybe like 30 million around 2013, 14. And this is way more, this is more, this is about double that price. So I just don't see him being cut. Um, they are going to need to find a team from never thought of the Patriots. I think that's quite an interesting choice, especially since um, that was who they played in that Super Bowl. So, you know, Bill Belichick will have seen him um, playing in the run up to that uh, Super Bowl run. Um, so you'll definitely have Carson Wentz in the back of his mind, which I think is interesting. Um, we'll go from them to the team that finished the third. And also, Scott, the team who started the most players at quarterback in 2020. <laughs> We're talking about Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys. Let's list them off. Do you think you could name all four? Dak Prescott. Correct. Five games. Um, five games, okay. Um, and then you had Andy Dalton. Correct. Nine games. Um... And then, oh, the kids, the, oh, what was his, tell me his first name. Um, so you got two guys left. One's called Ben. Nope. <laughs> and one's called Garrett. Oh, nah, just tell me. So they started one game each. They were the, the lone wolves of this, uh, this team. You had Ben Danucci, who Danucci. I think was fourth string. <laughs> and uh, Garrett, Garrett Gilbert, which Gilbert. is a very, a very US name. But um, who's going to be there next season? Who's going to start? How many games? Good God, I have no idea. Yeah, um, we've spoken about this a lot. As you know, I am like in very much in the Dak Prescott fan club. Um, I think 
it's so dumb. Like people talk about Dak not being that good, um, but like, look, look, look at what happened. Like, and they were good before Dak went down. They were playing really, really well. That it's like almost they'd finally gotten the team that Dak's always deserved. Obviously, Zeke is excellent. Um, and you've now given them like CD Lamb, Amari Cooper's hot shit. Like this is the team that this is the offense that Dak's always deserved. You had a lot of offensive linemen that have also went down with injury this year for them. Um, oh, I, I just like I think full strength Dallas are w- would have genuinely been in contention for the Super Bowl. Um, and yeah, it's just such a shame. It's probably the most an injury's ever really affected me. I got I got quite upset about it. Um. Wow. Yeah. So I just, you know, I pray that he's back next year and he's back full strength. I think they would be so stupid to move on from that Prescott, and I really pray they don't do it. They need to find every penny that Dak wants for next season because I think you can see just how different Dallas Cowboys were without Prescott as starting quarterback. Like, they've been through this, Scott. You'll remember, because it wasn't even that long ago. Tony Romo got injured at the start of the season. The team clearly had no backups. They had people like Brandon Whedon come in as starter, and I think Dallas finished, like, 3-13 and 13 that year that Tony, Tony Romo injured his back. He's long gone. Now you've got an even better, even younger, m- more opportuni- opportunities to win in the form of Dak Prescott. Do not dare let him go. This is the one that's most interesting, Scott, because he's a free agent. Like, when free agency starts in two months' time, that's how long you've got, guys. You've got two months to give Dak Prescott every penny he wants. Don't just give him every penny he wants. I want Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones spoon-feeding Dak every meal until the second he can get back on the field. This team owes Dak Prescott so much. He literally sacrificed his body for this team. Him... Cooper, Zeke, they give this team so much hope. They had a good shot at the playoffs this year and the final week, and they didn't even have most of those players. They would have smashed this division had they had all three. Pay him all of the money. Like, yeah. Could Jerry cut him and go for the draft? No, like surely not. And I would hate to see that happen. If Dak goes anywhere else, he's taking that team to the playoffs. Um, they also need to keep Dalton. Uh, Andy Dalton was by far the best yeah, backup. He was, good. He was the best he was, backup he quarterback fine. in the league by a mile this year. Um, when he came in and won those two games, one was um, the the second one was against the Bengals, and he beat someone as an underdog the week before that as well. And I can't remember who it was, but I was just so chuffed with both of those because you know Andy Dalton's a guy that me and you have hated for a long time purely because he's an opponent, and it's cool to see him going elsewhere and being able to cheer for him. I don't know if you had that as much as me. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, uh, like I've always, I've always sort of like. I guess we watch him twice a year properly, <laughs> so we see that actually he's better than what his records have always shown him to be. <laughs> so it is nice to kind of watch him get some success. But yeah, they've they've had a couple of like he's he's come in and done and done a job. Like he beat he beat the Forty Niners. Um, he also like gave gave the Steelers a really good game. I think was was it him that was quarterbacking then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they beat the Cowboys. I think that was the game you were talking yes, about. Yes, yeah, where yeah. It was like really, really, really close game, um, but a great game. So yeah, I think I think they need to keep uh, Dalton around, assuming that he's not much money, and yeah, 
as you say, they need to spoon feed Dak. He played four and a half games this year. Obviously, the half being the one he got injured in, and he he'd, he'd almost already hit two thousand yards, which is where some starting quarterbacks finish the year. I think also as well, you need to have like a superstar if you're the Dallas Cowboys. Like you need a superstar quarterback because you know they're that big, like larger than the NFL team. Like you know, biggest one of the biggest sports franchises in the world. They're they're like a Real Madrid. They're a Man United. They're you know uh, the Lakers or whatever. Like they need a huge star, and I don't think like a rookie coming in this year is that answer. I don't think Andy Dalton's that answer. It needs to be Dak. Because they built this, they built the, the Dallas Cowboys show around him. So here's hoping that um, Jerry Jones makes the right decision in the next few months. Um, two more teams left. We've got the team that almost made the playoffs and maybe should have made the playoffs, depending on what you think about what happened in week 17. I'm talking about the New York Giants and Joe Judge. They had Daniel Jones at quarterback for 14 games, as well as Colt McCoy. And for two, I think Colt won one game and then Daniel Jones won five. Um, they finished six and ten overall. Um, who's there next year? Who's starting? I ah, uh, you know what? Giants are fun. Giants <laughs> are are a lot of fun, aren't they? Um, and I know this is going to be a little bit controversial, but they, for me, Giants deserved that that spot over Washington. Um, I I like Daniel Jones. I don't think he's like, I don't think he's necessarily going to win them a Super Bowl, but I think he's good. I think he's a lot of fun. Um. I just want one year. I want one year where we get Daniel Jones and um, Saquon Barkley, you know, fine. Um, because both of them just, they're, they're good, but they're never good together because one of them is always injured. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I would love to see a full-strength Giants. I think the Giants are in a really healthy place of having people that want to actually play for the, the, the team. Um, and enjoy playing for the team. I think they've got a decent coach there as well. Um, they they just need a. I I just want I want I want the football gods to give them one one kind of prove it year where injuries don't completely hamper them. You know. Yeah, totally. I think that there was three aspects to J- Daniel Jones's uh, season this year. He had Act One, where he was sort of still the rookie and still trying to get out of the shadow of Eli Manning, which is hung over him. And let's not forget he plays in New York, which is, it's like a media frenzy there. If, if Daniel Jones, you know, sneezes without covering his mouth, he'll get derided by the media for the next three months. But then in act two, he showed up for a little while. I don't know if you remember this, but in week seven, he had that mental touchdown run. He ran 21 miles an hour, Scott, which is faster than your boy Lamar. It's the fastest touchdown um, by a quarterback this year. I absolutely love that. And then in act three, he got injured again and he went back to playing poorly. Um, He had a better completion percentage, but he had a lower passer rating and lower touchdowns than last year. So he's got like a bit of an up and down character. But Giants franchise seems all in on him for the future like the the uh, Dave Gettleman I think his name is and Joe Judge have both came yeah. out and been fully vocally in support of Daniel Jones and, let's and I not really forget- like that yeah and that's what that's what a young quarterback needs and let's not forget like this 2021 will be Daniel Jones's third season like who's to say he doesn't do what Josh Allen's done he's also by the way still 23 yeah, which he's got a lot of years to build on as well. Like, see when you're not flashy, like Daniel Jones isn't flashy. He's not as, you know, nice on the eye as somebody like Patrick Mahomes, um, Russell Wilson, people like that. But let's not say he's particularly bad. The record doesn't re- reflect Daniel Jones's play fully, I don't think. But 
again, he needs to show up in 2021 and 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 make a game of this and, and prove he's better than his record suggests. They, they remind me a lot of the Ravens just after we won the Super Bowl where we were still quite good, um, but we didn't... We, we just didn't have a lot of flash on offense, you know, like he, he reminds me of Flacco in a lot of ways, um, maybe just a little bit quicker, but um, yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of got that, that, that kind of Flacco arm about him, I think, and kind of the, the, the calmness and the coolness. And as you say, he's, he's, he's not flashy, but I think really if the Giants wanted to move to the next level, they need to give him proper, proper targets. They've never replaced Beckham. True. Beckham, Beckham left what two, two seasons ago now, and they've never, They've never replaced them. They've they've not got flash. Evan Engram's a good tight end, but he's again not not on the money that like Kettle or um, what's his name, uh, the guy. Uh, who's the other big? Oh, Kelchi. Sorry. Oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was thinking. I was like, he's not do on, you mean the top two? Yeah. Yeah, he's not on. He's not on Kelchi or or kind of Kettle level. Um, so I think it, it's the same with us, really. The Ravens. We just they. they they need to spend a bit of cap space on proper targets for Daniel Jones. So that leaves us with one team in the NFC East, another team that has been so interesting and so nice to watch in 2020, despite their, their records. You had the hero that is Ron Rivera leading the hero that is Alex Smith, at the Washington football team. But let's not forget that they had another quarterback no longer on the team starting six games in Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen, who also started four games, which I feel like I do not remember happening at all. Uh, Scott, Dwayne Haskins isn't going to start next year because he's already gone. But what's going to happen next year with the quarterback room in Washington? This is really tricky for me. Um, So I'm going to sound like a bit of a bastard, but I just think, think planning your franchise around Alex Smith is irresponsible. Um, I liked flashes of Dwayne Haskins, but I'm in full agreement at cutting him. Um, like what an absolute pleb! Like you just had you had so many opportunities. Like you just had so many opportunities. I I I disagree with people that said he was completely awful when he was in because he he didn't have any targets. Like that team is just woeful. It's probably the worst squad overall in the NFL. Um. They, I can't remember the last time they've made a good choice. Chase Young, actually, to be fair, that they drafted on the other side has been decent. But yeah, ha- Haskins never like he got, he got past the ball, but he never really had a fair shot at. It. Um, but then he fucked it for himself with his personal life decisions. <laughs> so he's gone, um, and he's obviously not coming back. Um, Kyle Allen will never be more than a backup. Um, and I just think Alex. I just think going into next year with Alex Smith is a bad idea. Like one of the best moments I've ever seen in in the NFL with him coming back. But when he came back on the pitch and and you know took a rep, I don't think anybody was sitting there thinking, "Great, Washington have a new starting quarterback for the next you know ten weeks." What are you doing? Like it's a terrible, terrible choice. They really, really need to. If they were a good franchise. They really, really need to think about bringing someone in. And again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dip into the the draft market because I feel like the only teams that should be looking to draft a quarterback are teams that are ready to build around the quarterback. And I do not think Washington are ready to build around the quarterback. I think they need to look at bringing someone in that that, that will be a free agent that can do the job. Um, they are in trouble. I just, I, I, this is so weird. We're speaking about a playoff team, but I feel like I'm speaking about a team that have finished fourth in a division and they're just like 
cancer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I just, I just think they're in so much trouble. Well, their record would have been good enough for fourth and a number of different divisions. Um, <laughs> going to the playoffs at seven and nine, Ron Rivera becomes the second uh, coach. No, sorry, the only coach to go to the playoffs twice with teams that have losing records, which is not a stat you want on your record. Um, I want Alex Smith to stay, and I think he will stay. Um, I think he did enough to earn the job. And remember, like we had this conversation back in like week two or three. I, I came across this article that I was like, Scott, like, do you know that their plan is to maybe cut Dwayne Haskins and and go all in on Alex Smith with Kyle Allen as the backup? And I remember you being like, don't be so ridiculous. And then obviously <laughs> Haskins went and did the whole thing with the mask, I think it was. Um, and the story that I'll never forget is they got done in the early weeks of the season and uh, Haskins was sitting in the locker room like cheating for himself because he had like a 300-yard game or something. And everyone was just like, look at the state of you. What are you doing? Like, I I think that um, he put up some of his best numbers of his career, talking about Alex Smith this year. He went 5-1 and one as a starter. He was the best quarterback on the roster, but I don't know whether that's good enough for next year. Um, Kyle Allen, his contract is up. I would maybe not re-sign him. I didn't see anything particularly interesting in 2020. I can't remember anything about him. Um, this feels like a good time to tell one of my favourite stories when me and Scott were going to see local natives in Edinburgh last year. We were having a conversation about how uh, I'd been really impressed with Kyle Allen coming in at the Bills and playing really well in relief of someone and Scott was very distinctly like, yeah, 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 you're totally right. I mean, but you definitely mean Josh Allen. And I was like, who's Kyle Allen? And you're like, oh, he plays for such and such. And I was like, oh my God, that's two different people. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's what I will think about Kyle Allen for the rest of his career. Um, putting you on the spot then, Scott, um, you think that they shouldn't go to the draft, but they should maybe go to like a vet quarterback, you mean? Um, is there anyone out there that you think could go to Washington? Uh, you, so, like... It depends what they want. If they want to win trophies, they should go for someone like Wentz, Garoppolo, Watson. These are just the quarterbacks that we've talked about on this episode and the last one that are potentially going to hit free agency, okay, or potentially request a trade. They could go for Nick Foles. That mm-hmm. might be a cheaper option. It might be beneficial for both teams. Um, they could go Fitzmagic. could be a cheaper option, which is beneficial. Um I just, yeah, I, I'm really worried. It's just the thing of like, you know, when a baby's learning to walk and and then you pick the baby up and you hold the baby and then you let it go and you're like, <gasps> and it, you, you just wait to see if it, if it stays or if it falls over. That's what I'm like every time I watch Alex Smith. I'm just really, really panicked every single rep he takes. Here's some players who are not under contract for 2021 that had more than 10 passing touchdowns in 2020 top of the list phil rivers at 24 touchdowns um trubisky had 16 dalton 14 fitzpatrick who you mentioned 13 nick mullins had 12 um all not currently on their teams for 2021 you've also got players um as you mentioned Dak prescott cam newton mike glennon joe flacco are all in that conversation as well so it'll be interesting to see what direction they go they can't surely go ahead with old man Alex Smith and another old man so it's got to be like a young free agent I would say I'd keep free I just, I just think I just think Alex Smith is such an odd, oddity and that like it just scares me man I think like fine if you want to if you want to if you want to give him the, the you know the call up and start him fine but have a have a vet behind him 
and then have a young guy just in case injury really strikes you behind both of them. I think it's the rare case where you have three three quarterbacks that can do the job. Okay, we got one division left and we will end in the opposite way that we ended episode one. We ended the first episode in the AFC North and now we'll finish this off in the NFC South. Now, this was relatively a division of consistency. You had three quarterbacks who started for pretty much the entire season and one who would have had his body not exploded. <laughs> um, so let's start with the team who I think finished fourth in this division, the one that doesn't have a head coach, am I right? Yes. Okay, so we are talking about the Atlanta Falcons. The um, Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Scott, you were the first person who told me when their head coach got fired. And I was like, what? But they did have Matt, Ra- Matt Ryan at quarterback for 16 games this season. Um, will they have Matt Ryan at quarterback next season? If they can, they should. Um, you know, his numbers still hold up with the best in the league. Um I don't know why the Falcons can't win games. You have to think it's coaching because they have a good roster on both sides of the ball. Um, obviously, they're in a very difficult division. That adds to it. But that doesn't mean that you finish 4-12. and 12. It's embarrassing. If I was a Falcons fan, I would be embarrassed. Um, I don't know if they dumped their GM, but they should have done that as well. I just think this, this franchise has been heading in the wrong direction for a while. And I'm not convinced there's any evidence pointing me that it's Matt Ryan's fault. Um, so I would keep Matt Ryan. Now, what I will say about this whole division is the average age of quarterback is about 104. Um, <laughs> so the, the, there is that to contend with. The end of Matt Ryan is coming, obviously, um, sooner rather than later. Um, I don't think it's going to be next year. I don't think, see why it should be next year. And actually, if you're bringing in a new coach, I think the worst thing you can do is give him a new quarterback. Um, you know, give him Matt Ryan, give him the same team and, and see what happens. So I would keep Matt Ryan. Here's some interesting stats. The, the Falcons are currently looking for a new GM and a new head coach. But every single time the Falcons have hired a head coach, it's always been a first-time head coach. Um, since Arthur Blank bought the team, they had Jim Mora, Bobby Petrino, Mike Smith, and Dan Quinn. Mike Smith, actually vaguely remember, he took them to the playoffs in... I want to say 2005, six or something. Uh, Dan Quinn has had his share of successes, but I think he is now rightfully gone. Um, I'm not sure about this. Is Matt Ryan still playing good enough? Right, in 2020, his completion percentage was down. His touchdowns were the exact same. His passer rating was marginally up. But he won four games this season. Is that because of the coach, as you said? But they also won seven games for the last two seasons and then 10 wins in the, the season after the Super Bowl. Like this man was NFL MVP and Offensive Player of the Year and in the Super Bowl less than five years ago. I'm not sure, but the team will keep, keep him. Cutting him will still lose them 10 million, but you'll count towards 50 million in dead cap space. Keep an eye on a trade for this one or jumping up in the draft to get a quarterback. I could see Matt Ryan having the Carson Wentz issue like... Ah, he's not good enough, but we can't really get rid of him. I can see them drafting a rookie quarterback and sitting him for a year. Like I think, I think it's a respectable time for them to go right, Matty, Matty Ice. We've uh, we've we've drafted this guy. He's taking your job, not right now, but we're just letting you know, like you know, we're gonna we're gonna move on at some point in the next year or two. I think that that should be how they do it. 
So the team that finished third in that division, I think nobody really expected them to be in this exact spot is Matt Rule's Carolina Panthers. They had Bridgewater at quarterback for 15 games. Um, and I think he got injured, or was he benched for the final week of this? I think I'm going to say injured um, for the final week of the season when PJ Walker came in for a single game. Um, do you think this continues in 2021? Man, Teddy B's been great this year. Like, I've never, ever been a fan of Teddy Bridgewater. And nor I'm, I'm actually quite a difficult person to change my mind on players like i rarely change my mind on players like it's going to take me a lot to to change my mind on someone like wentz or stafford i love them and it's going to take me a lot to change my mind on like someone like terry bridgewater but he did it this year somehow like they've just been really fun um and i've enjoyed watching them one of the scary things though is that they've now lost more games with um christian mccaffrey playing than they have without him so they they've they when 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 he doesn't play they win and when he does play they lose obviously he's still one of the best players in the league but that's really is an interesting one um so yeah i think i think i think the panthers are um i think matt reels had a great year um i think teddy b's had a good year i'm not sure how you really build on that because it's a very difficult division and you would think that the saints and the buccaneers are going to kind of hold down the fort for the next few years at least you think the falcons are going to get better as well so i don't see how the panthers return to being a contender um i think they're 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 a very middling team um and that's okay i think they will keep teddy bridgewater and i believe they will keep teddy bridgewater because he had some really good numbers despite the record he was 69% 69% in terms of completion percentage, which was number five overall in 2020. I don't think anyone would expect that. Like he was 69 and Aaron Rodgers had 71. Like that's just how close it was. Um, if He feels quite similar to Kirk Cousins. Uh, like if he had weapons, like he could be something, but yet they finished five and 11. Like things aren't going particularly rosy for the Carolina Panthers. Are there problems outside of Teddy Bridgewater? Like maybe like weapons is is another thing that we need to consider here like teddy bridgewater is also on a huge contract with 10 million guaranteed next season so i don't really see him going anywhere anytime soon but like imagine how good they would be if you had a starting teddy bridgewater and a starting christian mccaffrey what did we get that for like two games this year or something like that like i'd love for that to happen um and 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 2021 will be the year of the final chance of that if it doesn't happen in 2021, it's it's one of those people, one of those two, one of those three is out the door. Bridgewater, McCaffrey, or Rule. Yep. Hopefully. Anyway, um, two teams left, and I'm excited because these two teams, I think my thoughts on what is going to happen with their quarterback situation is completely different to anyone else that we've spoken about in episode one or episode two. Okay. We'll start with the team that is the number five wild card in the postseason. The team that is finally, finally since 2007, Scott has <laughs> finally made it back to the postseason. Yeah. I was there, Scott. I was there in 2010. Josh Freeman took them to a 10 and six record. They needed some help to get in the playoffs. They got one, one I think, from the Giants, and then the Packers went and won in the final day of the season. That sent the Packers to the playoffs instead of the Buccaneers in 2010 and the Packers to the Super Bowl title. I'll never forget that. And let me just throw this in quickly, Scott. That year, the 
relatively good Buccaneers lost to the absolutely pish Buffalo Bills. And had the Buccaneers beat the Bills, Packers wouldn't have gotten the postseason. Packers wouldn't have beat Steelers in the Super Bowl. So Tampa Bay is fully responsible for Steelers not having a third Super Bowl win. Let's just keep that in mind. Anyway, Tampa Bay has gone back to the playoffs in 2020 at the hands of the greatest quarterback the NFL has ever seen. Tom Brady started all 16 games. But will he be there in 2021? Yeah, so let me say this, because I've got a very different take on Tom Brady signing for the Bucks than anybody else. Um, obviously, it, it, it's somewhat the biggest news story in the NFL in the past year, perhaps. You know, Somewhat? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it, I, I just don't feel people talk about it enough. It's still mind-blowing, the fact that Tom Brady left the Patriots and plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, it's nuts. Um, I never thought I'd ever see it. But I'm convinced this is why Man United didn't sign Jaden Sancho. Um, <laughs> the bastard and Glazers put all their pennies into Tom Brady. Uh, so boo him um, for that. But anyway, um, yeah, he's had a good year. Um, it's exactly what we expected. He linked up with Mike Evans. He linked, he linked up with Chris Godwin with um, uh, O.J. Howard. With, Say his name. Say his name, Voldemort. With, wait, 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 wait. I'll get there. I've got another 20 to go through. Uh, <laughs> You know, he linked up with with um, LaShawn McCoy that they signed at running back. The the um, uh, what's his name from the Jags? Oh yeah, Leonard Fournette. They signed yep. Leonard Fournette. They signed Antonio Brown. They brought back out of his WWE career Rob Gronk. Like the amount of fig. Like you could tell me this if you came back in time and told me that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in the right here. Here's how it is, right? Count on your fingers here how many times you're in disbelief about what I'm telling you. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the playoffs One. with Tom Brady quarterbacking them. Two. With LeSean McCoy and Leonard Fournette not even starting at running back. Three, four. With Antonio Brown playing Five. somehow. And he's scored touchdowns the past like four weeks as well. Six and seven, he's not in jail. <laughs> and... And they brought Rob Gronkowski back out of retirement too. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. It's nuts. <laughs> like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been insane this year. Um, again, I think I think they've, they've slipped up a lot of times. 11 and 5 is an interesting record because I think that shows that they have serious talent and they should be feared by any team that will play them in the playoffs. But I also think it means that they have the chance of turning up and completely bottling it. Um, and actually, I've I've heard there's there's a bit of heat on Bruce Arians if he doesn't win this 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 first game at least. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should have a serious run into the playoffs. Tom Brady is the the goat as soon as you hit playoffs. That's it. It's over for everybody else. Let's see if he can do it with the Buccaneers. It's one of the most exciting stories in the playoffs. Um, and yeah, it's 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 going to be so much fun this weekend coming um, into next year. Of course, he's going to be there. I, I think he's there for the next two or three years. So the Buccaneers, as you sort of touched on there, like 11 and five to finish the season, but three of those games were by three points or less. They lost to the Rams 27-24. They lost to the Chiefs, the Super Bowl defending champion Chiefs 27-24. And they lost to the Bears um, in week five, 20 to 19. I feel like that just left my mind and I could not tell you who quarterbacked the Bears that day. Um... Nope, no idea. Um, <laughs> but then the other ones are the ones where it's interesting. Opening day, they lost 34-23 to the Saints. I'm going to give them that because I feel like 
first week, new season, new team, no sure. no postseason. Yeah. Yep. But week nine, New Orleans Saints thirty-eight, Buccaneers three. Now, what happened that week? And if it happened that week, could it happen again? That's the only thing we have to think about going into the playoffs. But what week was that? That was in week nine. It was on Sunday night I'm football. I'm convinced that's actually when um, Taysom Hill was playing. No, no, Drew Brees was in, according to this. Um, and this was also the first time in Tom Brady's career that he was swept in two meetings by a division rival, which just is absolutely mental. Uh, Brown wasn't on the team by this point. Um, no, sorry, he joined the team, but he uh, it was his first game and he had three receptions for 31 yards. But I, I'm actually willing to put this down to a blip. Here's my thoughts on Tom Brady. I think the team will keep him and they will keep him. And this is where it's different from everybody else. Not only will they keep him in 2021, but before the 2021 season, he will be given an extension. Tom Brady signed a two-year deal um, on the 19th of March this year with the Buccaneers. It's worth about $25 million per year. That's not good enough. I don't want Tom Brady heading into free agency at the end of 21. Sign him up for another $30 million or something heading into the next season. That's what the team have to do. He's the only player I'm confident that will get an extension this year. He's playing at a significantly higher level in 2020. He's led the Bucs back to the playoffs after a long drought. He almost won another division title at the first time of asking. It's like going into somebody else's house and sleeping in their bed and it just everyone being fine <laughs> with it. And they genuinely, as a wildcard team, could go far into the playoffs. Yeah. And they have the easiest path, touch wood, at the moment of doing it by going up against the AFC, sorry, the NFC East winner. Lots of people predicted that the Buccaneers would go to the Super Bowl at the start of the season. Now it's down to them to back this up. Um, and do you know what? I kind of hope they would. Um, I will wear my Patriots t-shirt <laughs> to the Super Bowl if he does that again. <laughs> and that leaves us with one, Scott, one remaining team. Uh, a team who we have friends who are fans of, a team that we're both fans of, a team that yeah. just seems if the nice. Ravens, if the Ravens fell into a pit, if Bane blew them up and, and they <laughs> fell into a pit like in Batman, I would probably change allegiances to the Saints, I think. The New Orleans Saints, headed by Sean Payton for the 45th year, um, were led by <laughs> Drew Brees and Taysom Hill in 2020. Now, the exact numbers don't fully reflect um, playing time at quarterback, but Drew Brees officially started nine games and Taysom Hill officially started seven games. Um, look up their <laughs> attempts if you want to see how it was actually split. I think this might be the most interesting question of our first two episodes, but what's yeah. going to happen in 2020? I don't want Drew Brees to go. I just like, like the way you are about um, Big Ben, I just think the league is going to be worse off without Drew Brees there. It doesn't feel right that Drew Brees isn't going to be, you know, quarterback in the Saints. It's weird. Um, I think the only way I'm happy with it is if they win the Super Bowl. And he goes out in a blaze of glory, which he deserves. Like, if anybody deserves another Super Bowl in the NFL, it's Drew Brees. You know? Um, so, in terms of Brees, I think there is a very big possibility that this is it. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a shame. Um, because his rib injury, it was a bad one. And not even just that, but the recovery time, it took him a little bit longer. And I think that's a warning sign. Um, so I think this could be it for Breeze 
Um, in terms of what they do moving forward, I think Taysom Hill is an incredible personality for the Saints to have around. Um, I think everybody in the locker room, the locker room likes him. The fans love him. I just don't think he's a franchise quarterback for me. And like, we're going to talk about it. You and I are going to talk about this. But they've got probably the best backup quarterback in the league sitting doing nothing, like third string. Like Jameis Winston, literally last year had the most passing yards and hasn't seen a liquor of football this year. It's weird. Um, and I think they should have given him at least one of those games that the, the, the Breeze was out to kind of have a have a runabout and see what he's all about. Um, I don't know what they do. I don't know what the Saints do. Do they do they go with Hill, which I just think for me is not the right thing to do. Like I get loyalty comes into it, but I feel like that's blind loyalty because I just don't think Hill can do it 16 games a year and get you to where you need to be if you're the Saints who should be challenging every year. Um, or do you do you draft a new quarterback or do you keep Jameis Winston and give him a go? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm keen to hear your thoughts, but yeah, I think this could be it for Drew Brees, unfortunately. Yeah, I have to agree, and I'm going to go out and allow and say that this will be the end at the end of this season. I think Drew Brees does not start for the Saints in 2021. Like, regardless of how great Brees has been this year, he's been phenomenal. I think he's retiring at the end of this season. I think his, I think his family would put pressure on him to do so after those that those two months that he had a horrific injury. And I'm not talking like horrific, like his eyeballs fell out. I'm talking horrific, like I can't imagine the pain he must have been in um, at the age of he is and the injury that he got. It just doesn't seem fair. Um, I agree with you. I don't think that Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback in 2021. Um, I think Taysom Hill is great at what he does, but you don't then change that and try and change his role because his role isn't a starting quarterback. He's done it in relief and he's done it um, on special plays, but he's not a starting quarterback for me. I'm not sure what direction this is going to go in either. Could they be one of the teams that drafts a quarterback? Um, I, I don't know if Jameis Winston comes back next year. You're right. Where was he for those seven games? I wonder if Saints were too scared to put him in because of how tight things were at the top of the NFC. I think maybe in week 17, because they they weren't playing for anything in week seventeen, were they? Oh no, they may have been because kind no, of no no they swept they swept Buccaneers, and I guess if Packers had lost, they had a chance at the number one seed. But Jameis maybe should have got a game in in one of those those seven games. And I think the reason that they maybe didn't get a game is because the team maybe are moving on from them. So again, like I hate to finish on a confusing confusing note, but Breeze Hill and Winston will not start for this team in 2021. I'll be curious to see who does. Um, maybe one of those vets that we spoke about that has more than 10 passing touchdowns could come here. Um, I don't think Cam Newton would come here because this is one of his mortal enemies. Um, I don't think that, um, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's moving from Miami to New Orleans. I don't know. I'm going to be excited to see. So th- Yeah, I think... Um... Believe we'll it on this. Imagine, imagine this is a a daydream for everybody. What about Deshaun Watson quarterback and Saints? Uh, How could you ever root for another team? That would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. And and also, um, oh well, see the other side of that coin is Saints have the worst cap room of any team 
And if you're getting Deshaun Watson, you're going to need some cap room. So again, I don't know, but there's there's there'll be players out there, there'll be quarterbacks out there that will see um the New Orleans Saints as a much more attractive option than their current job. Uh, I wonder if one of one of them might be another team that plays in the South. I wonder if your boy Dak Prescott could end up at the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's now all of our NFC and AFC coverage complete. We have analyzed all starting quarterbacks. We will listen back to this in 12 months' time when we are phenomenally wrong. Wrong. <laughs> um, and uh, a bionic Tom Brady has just gone 16-0 and 0 for the um, Dallas Buccaneers. That concludes um, our opening few episodes of Fourth and Out. Scott, what, I don't know what to talk about next time. Should we ever do this again? Should I just see you for the end of the season in 2021? I think I think that's what we should do, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for devoting so much of your time to this show. Thank you for wearing the exact same clothes as you wore in episode one. Um, if you enjoyed listening to this, please do comment us, DM us, anything, um, and let us know what you thought. Let us know stuff you'd like us to speak about in the future. Um, if you've got any negative thoughts, then go cram them right up your ass um, and enjoy the playoffs. I think they're going to be good. Scott, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, uh, the Chiefs. Cool. Um, maybe Packers, maybe Steelers, maybe Buccaneers. I don't up, genuinely think Steelers are going up to the Bills Mafia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, let's sign off. Bye, Scott. Thank you so much for all your time. Bye, Chris. Bye.